0: Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. We will be glad to have you. Remember that Sunday school starts at 9 a.m., Sunday morning worship is at 10, and Wednesday night we have the Hour of Power starting at 6.30. Come on out. All are invited.
1: Well, on today's broadcast, I'm so excited to tell you we're going to start a whole new
0: series. This series is entitled The Golden Compass. Which direction will you choose in life? Well, I pray that you will choose the direction that leads to Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about direction. Where
1: are you in your life? Are you where you want to be or are you where you thought you would be? Have you set a direction for your life? Do you have goals? Well, if you don't have a goal or a direction, chances are you're just walking in circles. Well, we're going to deal with that in this series and a whole lot more. Remember, you can join us on the web 24 hours a day at kingdomrock.org. You can hear this message and so many others right there on the website. You can find a link to our Facebook page and our Twitter feed and our YouTube page right there on KingdomRock.org. We will be so glad to have you. Do me a favor and tell a friend about our ministry. We love you and we
0: appreciate you so much.
1: We're in another series now. The Lord moves us, shifts us, shifts us in another direction. And I'm so grateful that he is. Uh, this new series that we're in is entitled The Golden Compass. Now, I know that's a movie title, but I've never seen the movie. Maybe some of you have. But the Lord's talking about direction. We're going to see, we're going to find a lot about direction. So if you have not heard all the messages, uh, all the um, the sermons in the last series, The Power to Receive, they're all available on the website. Uh, some are available there on the table free of charge. You can go ahead and grab one of those, and uh, you can give them out to uh, family members or friends. That would be a good idea as well. You can also use, use your Facebook accounts. Many of you have, have Facebooks and Twitter accounts. Use those things to help promote the ministry, help promote the name of Jesus. When you're in church and, and you know that the word of God was for you, you know you're blessed by the word of God, tweet that thing out there. Facebook that thing out there. Hallelujah. In doing so, you'll make the people thirsty for what you are receiving. All right. So use those. Those are those are media tools. Those are media tools that God has put in your hands. He's put them in your hands. So let's use some of these things for uh, for the kingdom of God. Let's use them for the kingdom of God. Let's use them to spread the gospel. Uh, Tell your friends about the website. Tell them about the messages. Just print. Just put just a a few uh, lines there, a few lines of text and give them the opportunity uh, to receive the word of God as you have done so. Use your influence to spread the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. And maybe we'll get into more of that uh, as we go on. But use your influence to spread the word. Use your influence. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, so on Sundays, we're in this series now entitled The Golden Compass. And on Wednesday night, the message of faith, as it, is, as it has been, uh, has come to at least a pause now. And on Wednesday nights, Lord willing, we will we will begin to speak about the power of the Holy Spirit, but dealing about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So I'm anxious to getting getting uh, to get into that message with you on Wednesday nights. So there is a shifting as the seasons have changed. All right, this morning let's go into the book of Genesis, the 19th chapter, Genesis 19. As we talk about the golden compass, which way are you headed? Which way are you headed? Which way is your life headed? Now, again, as we have talked about the blood of Jesus, we've talked about the, the wonderful name of Jesus. We have talked about how to receive from God. Now, all of these are actually one long message. If you are hearing the spirit, all of these are actually one long message as God prepares you, prepares you to go to a specific place, to a specific destination. You need to know about the blood. You need to know what he accomplished for you with his blood. You need to know the power in his name. You need to know how to receive from him. And you'll also need to know your destination. So as we speak about the golden compass, I'm so grateful for your Holy Spirit. So grateful. Because every time we minister a word here, every time the word of God comes forth over the pulpit, it sets an atmosphere for change, an atmosphere for deliverance. This is why you don't want to miss uh, a service. This is why you don't want to miss a word of God. Because every line every line in a word has meaning just like um, uh, a phone number if someone gives you their phone number but you don't hear one number of the 10 digits right. what good i mean you're going to setting yourself up now you, know, you have to keep figuring out what you missed right so every every word every word that god gives you now this word is for you it is for you kingdom rock It is for you that are are listening uh, through the ways of media. It is for you. So don't take it lightly. Now, thank God that you're not uh, taking this word lightly because God is setting you up for something. He's causing you to hear and to to realize. All right. Say with me today. Father, Father, I thank you you. that today today I will hear your word. word. Today, Today, I will not be hindered. But your, word shall, but your word shall enter into my heart and it shall prosper in the place where you have sent it. I thank you that today I will be healed, delivered, loose from any shackle or chain. Today I shall be at one in your presence. I bless you today In Jesus' name. name. All right. Amen. 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 Well, in Genesis the nineteenth chapter, Genesis nineteen. This is very a very familiar text of scripture, and many of you have seen this before, as it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah and how the Lord delivered Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is where we're really going to start as we minister from the uh, series, The Golden Compass. Which way are you heading? Which way are you heading? Now, let me ask you a few questions before we get into Genesis, the 19th chapter. If you or a few statements, if you are not progressing in life. If you feel that your life is not progressing, it is because you have not set a direction which leads to a destination, you've not set a direction. If you feel that your life is not progressing, it's because you have not set a direction. You've not set a direction, which leads to a destination. If your life seems to be going in circles, it is because you have not set a direction, which leads to a destination. If you are not encountering new challenges in life, new challenges, it is because you have not set a destination or rather a direction which will lead to a destination. If you are continuing continually being hurt in the same places, going through the same pains, it is because you have not set a direction. You have not set a direction which leads to a destination destination. Now, I want you to hear these words from the Holy Spirit, because I know that he is speaking right now. As this word is coming straight to you. If we were going to take a journey, and if we decided all that we were going to take a church trip somewhere. You know, and if we all got together and said, okay, we're all going to put our money in a pot. And uh, we're all just going to, you know, just take a trip. And so we all put in maybe a thousand dollars a piece praise the lord into a container and now we've got all the money and we went all everybody went home and they got your clothes you got your clothes and it's packed and we're all ready to go but if we never set a de- a, a destination if we never set a direction we'll be right here Amen. Amen. can you imagine us sitting in the sitting in the church van just sitting there got all the money we need got our clothes packed but we have not decided on where we're going. So what can we do besides start the van up and rev the engine a few times? Room room. We're going, y'all, we're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Room room, yay. Praise the Lord. Yay. Room room. Yay. yay. After a while that's get that will get old. It will get old. We will only get out the parking lot when we set. Set the direction. When we set the destination, where do I want to go? What direction will, do I want to go in? When we set it, yeah. see, many of us can say, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm headed toward uh, financial freedom. I'm, I'm headed toward a new position. I'm headed for this. I'm headed for that. And most of these things are just as ethereal. I mean, just as most of it's just like myths. We haven't written anything down. The Bible declares write the vision. Make it plain. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. (laughs) Excuse me. Not just speaking it out, but write it down. There's something about writing it down when your pen hits the paper and you begin to write down your thoughts about where you want to be next year where do you want to be next month where do you want to be uh even uh spiritually with god where do you want to grow with god what i mean what how would you want to be with him you want a greater relationship what how does that greater relationship look how does it feel how are you during that time what do you want to do for him something happens when you begin to write it down when you begin to plot your course using god's glorious or golden compass this is what i want to do for you lord and until you set your direction until you set the path before you you can't make as what what one calls you cannot make a growth plan and we're going to talk about that lord willing a plan for growth a growth plan a growth plan is what it's going to take for you to meet that destination See, understand something. Unless we set a destination, unless you set a destination for your home, for your, for your personal life, for your finances, uh, for your marriage, for your family, unless you set a destination, someone else will come in and set it for you. Amen. The trials of life can set the destination for you. If you don't set a destination, Then things that come on, that come along, you say, well, I guess I got to go over here now. I got to take care of this. Oh, well, I did that. Okay. Then something else happens. I got to go take care of that. Then something else happens that I got to go take care of this. And something else happens. All I got to go take care of that. And you can go all of your life just putting out fires and never go anywhere and never do anything. 5 years ago by, 10 years ago by, 15 years ago by, 20 years ago by, and all you're doing is still putting out little fires, trying to put out little messes, and you haven't done anything, and you haven't gone anywhere, and you're in the exact same place. Are you hearing today? And it is because we've gone from place to place, but we haven't set a direction. We're not going anywhere, not because of God. But because we refuse to set a direction to set a destination, which will lead us to a destination. Have you set a direction for your life? Have you written it down? Where do you want to be spiritually with God? Where do you want to be financially? Where do you want to be emotionally? Where do you want to be mentally? What is your growth plan? What is the growth plan? growth plan well if i if i want to lose this weight or if i want to develop these type of muscles well then i've got to have a plan that is maybe i'll go into the gym certain days a week and if i do this if i follow this prescription praise the lord over a set period of time i should have those results what is your growth plan mentally how many books do you plan to read well i don't read no books well that's where we got it right there don't we I don't want to see unless there's new information getting in there unless you allow new information to get in all you're doing is rehashing old thoughts and if nothing new ever gets in then you will do you'll be doomed to follow in the same path where you've been or same path or what you've been traveling the same things over and over and over and over again are you hearing you say you don't like to read okay well let's find something maybe maybe something on video and and <laughs> i thank god for entertainment but let me tell you something about entertainment entertainment can rob you of your thinking ability it can make you weak and it can make you mentally lazy because everything is already set out for you it doesn't you don't have to worry about anything and the plot will come and, and the people will do this and they'll jump and they'll holler ah! and they do all that stuff and then it'll go off There's no thinking involved in that. You're just sitting back and watching it all happen. But when you take the time to read something in your field, read something that will help you, read something that will make you better, and it will improve you, right? Making physical improvements, making mental improvements, making spiritual improvements. That is, deciding I'm going to read my Bible today. I'm going to spend this amount of time with God today. He is the most important person in my life, and I'm going to do this. You're going to make a prescription. This is your growth plan. Make a prescription, and you ask God. You pray to God, give me the grace and strength to carry this out, to carry it through or else we'll be doomed to stay in the same place. And that's not good news to me. You know, there was a man, um, uh, there was a man that went overseas and um, he heard somebody uh, yell at someone in a, in a foreign tongue. And, and he asked, he asked his, uh, the tour guide there, what was he saying to him? The tour guide said, Well, he was cursing him. What did he say? He said, He said, May you always remain in the same place. That's a curse. You understand that? That is, may you never grow. May you never be anything other than what you are. That's a curse. Having no growth, that's a curse seeing no change that's a curse and it is not the will of God that any of us die and go to our grave never having uh, fully imparted the gift of God that he's placed in you never having having progressed in life progress is a choice you don't progress by default are y'all hearing today progress or growth is a choice it's a choice. You have to choose. You have to choose. But, but when, you make, when you make up your mind to go in a certain direction, to go to that destination, you have to put something behind it. You have to put your own will behind it. You have to tell some people, no, I can't today. No, I can't watch that today. No, I can't do that today because I have something in view and I've got to get there. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding? Amen. Hallelujah. So if we're seeing the same things, if we if our life is not progressing, if we're not going anywhere, if we're continually hurting the same areas, it is because we have not set a direction. Jesus. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to write these things down. Get a notebook, get a journal and write these things down. Oh, Jesus. If you don't like where your life is headed, you say, well, I know where I'm going. If you don't like where your life is headed, it's because of, it's because someone else has chosen the destination for you. You can choose to get out the car and go another way. Amen. You can choose it. Many of us, instead of uh, walking in a certain direction, we hitchhike through life. We hitchhike. Where are you going? Oh, I go with you too. I go over there too. I go with you. Where are you going? Oh, I go. I go. We go with what looks exciting. We go with what looks Interesting. With what, what, we'll go with the in thing, the in crowd. Where you going? i go. Yeah, where you going? Where you going? But we have not set a direction of our own. Jesus. And then once we get there, I don't like this. I don't like this. It's nobody's fault but your own. Amen. Amen. Ask your neighbor for me. Please, please, pretty please with sugar on top. Ask them, do you know you're, the direction of your life? Do you know the direction of your life? Hallelujah. You're gonna have to write these things down. Set a direction for your life. 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 Hallelujah. I pray you hear the voice of the spirit today. Because the only reason why we keep going through the same things over and over and over again, going in circles is because you have not set a direction which leads to a destination. And you're going to have to write it down. Write down, plan out your growth plan. You want to be this and that. You want to be great in God. But what is it going to take for you to get there? You know, you have to spend more time with him. You want to be financially free? We got to set a plan. That means you cannot eat all these Big Macs like you want to. Sometimes you have to eat some ramen noodles. Praise the Lord. You're going to have to make a sacrifice. A growth plan is all about sacrifice. Are you willing to sacrifice for the destination? If you're not willing to sacrifice for the destination, let's go right back in the prayer closet and ask the Lord to give you that that sticktoativeness, that that grace that it's going to take for you to meet that. Are you hearing? Amen. I thank the Lord that you are. I thank the Lord because you're pro- you're a progressive people, and remember, progression is not by accident. Excellence excellence is not an accident. You're not just going to trip up and, oh, look how nice the floor looks. Oh, look how nice the wall. You don't just trip up and it's done. No, somebody planned that. Mm. So if you want excellence, it's going to have to be planned. What are you planning for your life? Hallelujah. If you've decided on a destination, but you haven't moved, then you don't know where you are going. If you've decided on a destination, but you haven't moved, then you don't know quite yet exactly where you're going or even how to get there. If you say, well, I want to go to Florida. Okay, which road do you take to get there? How in the world would you get there? You have a destination in mind, but which direction do you take to get there? What is it going to take for you to get there? Mm. Help me tell your neighbor one time, tell him you're not getting any younger. You may look like you are, but time is growing short. So, what is your destination? What is your destination? What's your final destination? We say, Oh, heaven, my destination. Okay, well, you got a little time before you get there. What is your destination? How does it look? How does it feel? And what do you expect to take place in that destination? Hallelujah. I thank God that you're hearing today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. As here again, we enter this new series entitled The Golden Compass. I plan, my God, I pray the Lord gives me grace. I want to get up in your face every week see nobody clap but it's all right i want to get in your face every single week oh i want to get all in your neighborhood oh i do i do i do because i know that many of you are tired of seeing the same things tired of going in the same places i know many of you want to progress in life and i feel this by the by the power and the unction of the holy spirit that you want to move forward you want to progress and there's only one way to progress we got to break out of the funk yeah i said you got to break out the funk you got to break it out break out of it break out of the rut if we were in, talking about golfing golfing our ball is in the sand uh sand trap and you got to keep trying to kick that thing out get it out get it out get it out it's time for us to get out the sand trap and get on the green hallelujah toward the hole hallelujah praise jesus Genesis 19, let's get some word and we're going to really do plan to give you more practical wisdom and we're going to find out different things as we go on. But Genesis uh, 19, we see that this is about um, Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah and bad things happen there in Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not going to read it all, but it starts off where Lot's sitting at the gate of the city. He's holding some position. Uh, some position of authority within the within the city we know the city is also wicked and very perverse and two angels come into the city whether lot knows that they are angels or not i do not know but he sees them entering in and tells him he gets up quickly from his chair or his seat and goes to them over them and say hey guys won't y'all stay with me tonight because lot knows what kind of city this is won't y'all stay with me tonight and you can get fed. I'll feed you. Then after a while, you can uh, go on your way. How about that? They said, no, 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 no. We're going to stay in the streets. We're going to, we're going to rough it out in the streets. He said, no, no, no. And the Bible says that Lot pressed them. So they agreed and, and Lot got them home and uh, he prepared a meal for them. And uh, after they ate, Lot heard a commotion on the outside of his house and there were men on the outside. The Bible says that all the men of the city, young and old, full of lust said hey lot well then the, them uh, the men you you uh you took in the house there bring them out we want to know them <laughs> lot knew exactly what that meant yeah. so the bible says that lot came out the house he closed the door behind him and said brethren don't do this wicked thing y'all talking about Don't do that because these men are under my house. Don't don't do that. And he said, but look, I've got two daughters that have never known a man. Let me bring them out to you and you can do whatever you want to with them. I'm not liking lot a lot. How about you? And the men of the city said, no, we don't want them. We want those men you brought in. And you better bring them out too, except we do something worse to you and them. And so the angels of the Lord pulled Lot. As as the people began to press, they, they began to press trying to get in the house now. And the angel of the Lord pulled Lot in the house. Come on in here, man. And the angel smoked the people with blindness. All the men of the city just and the Bible says they wearied, the men wearied themselves trying to find the door. Now this should tell you how, how carried away in sin they were. One moment they could see and they were trying to get at these men. The next moment they were blind but they were still trying to find the door. That's when lust has carried you away. When you see all the warning signs... You see all the supernatural... This is something supernatural... You see that God has cut off the vision... Has cut off your way... And you can't see how you want to get the next hit... The next smoke... The next snort... Or whatever it is... But we still try to go get it anyway... Try to feel our way... So the angels brought them in the house... And let's speak up here uh, in verse number 12... And the men said unto Lot... uh, Hast thou... Talking about the angels... Hast thou here any besides um, son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. Here's a warning. Bring them out of this place. And uh, for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-laws. Now, these were uh, his daughter's fiancés, okay? They weren't officially married. They were betrothed or fiancés, okay? Uh, sons-in-laws, uh, which married his daughter, see, or which were espoused to his daughters, and said, "Up, oh, get uh, get you up or rather get you out of this place for the lord will destroy the city but it seemed as one that mocked unto him until his sons-in-laws the sons-in-laws said <laughs> lot you crazy man god gonna do what god gonna judge a city man you crazy <laughs> they laughed in the scorn lot left verse 15 and when the morning arose then the angels uh, hasted lot saying arise take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city and while he lingered say lingered Amen. this is lot's second mistake lot's second mistake now lot is really all about lot all about himself okay any father that goes and offers his children to a lust filled mob He doesn't have my vote for father of the year. The angels told him, God sent us to destroy this place. But it says in verse 16 that he lingered. Now the word linger means to tarry. It means to wait. It means to remain and stay in a place longer than you should. Now wait now. The angels just told you I'm about to drop a nuclear bomb on this place. You should be in a hurry to get out of there. But he just sort of just piddles around, just sort of piddles around, piddles around. He's leading his family into destruction. Piddles, you, what, what are you doing? There's a, there's a tornado coming and it's coming. The news flashes up and we'd say, Oh, I'm going to have another cup of coffee. What is wrong with you? Let's get out of here. We got to go. We got to go. The Bible says while he lingered, what the angels do. It said uh, the men laid hold on his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hands upon the hand of his uh, two daughters and uh, two daughters, um, the Lord being merciful unto him. Yes, he was. And they brought him forth and set him without the city, set him out the city. Look at there. Had to take lot. Come on, lot. Come on. Get out this city and went back. gathered his daughters, his wife. Come on. Come on out of here. Look at the mercy of God. I said, God bless babies and fools. I'm telling you. Amen. Amen. So the angels brought him out of the city. In verse 17, and it came to pass when they uh, had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain, in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Look at there. He said, run for your life, man. Run for your life, run. Because this is coming down. Now, this is an official word from God. You don't have to worry about the source or think about the source. Lot is sure and very sure that these are angels. He saw a, a, a um, demonstration of the supernatural power and presence of God and now the angel pulls them out of that city. Now I don't think that the angel just grabbed them by the hand and, and waft them out. I believe that this was another supernatural act. He grabbed them and then shoot they were out the city. Went back grabbed them shoot and out the city. Before Lot and his wife and his daughters could even see anything or think anything they were out the city immediately and so they get out the city and and the angels say to him run for your life get out of here because the destruction is coming judgment is coming upon this place they say look don't look behind you they say um uh don't stay anywhere around the plains but escape to the mountains least you be consumed now those are the four instructions of the angels Again, this is the escape plan or the escape route. This is the direction that God has given a lot and his family through that golden compass. Number one, escape for your life. That is run for your life. Move at a fast pace away from where you are. Don't dilly dally. Get out of here. Move from there. Secondly, look not behind you. In other words, don't look back. Let the, past remain, let the past remain in your past and continue to move forward. Amen. This is the reason why many of us can't go forward because we're always looking to the past. Amen. Looking to the past. He said, don't look behind you. We got to move forward. Number three, he says, neither stay thou in the plain. In other words, don't stop along the way. Or don't stop until you reach the mountain. Don't stop until you reach the destination. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. Last it says, gives them the destination, escape to the mountain. That, In other words, I like the way some other translations reads, head for the hills. Run for the hills. Run. Run for the hills. In other words, get to higher ground. Move to a higher place. God is taking you from that place of perversion, from that place of uh, insanity, from that place of sin. And he's taking you to a higher place. Go, go, move, go as fast as you can. Run as fast as you can to the higher place. Don't look back. Let your past remain your past. Keep your gaze forward. Keep looking ahead. Don't stop along the way because I've got a higher thing in store for you now this word is coming to lot for lot and his family now this is a wonderful word from God God said now it's your time to move from here to go to your higher place but what does lot say does he say hallelujah praise lord let's go no let's see what he says he says and lot said unto them oh not so my lord why in the world are you arguing He lingers in the city Uh, he lingers Mm -hmm. he wants some more eggs angels Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he lingers in the city and then they get him outside the city sing the great supernatural demonstration and the angels tell him run for your life his response "Uh, not so let me let's talk a minute what do you mean Every moment we wait puts our family in danger or at risk. Right. Are you hearing? Amen, amen, amen. He says, oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. What do you mean? Just your, it's your family too, Lot? Hello. And saving my life. He said, I cannot escape to the mountain, least some evil take me and I die. What? I can't do what you said, God. It's too dangerous. It's too risky, God. I I can't do what you told me to do. And in doing so, you put not only yourself but your entire family at risk. Are you hearing? i hear what you said lord loud and clear and i have deemed what you said to be unsuitable for me i have thought that to be dangerous i might die i might lose something so i've got a better solution Lot saying here how many of us are in that spot right there god i've heard what you said Uh uh-huh forgive yeah uh uh-huh yeah give yeah uh uh-huh i've heard what you said god yes i've heard it but i have deemed that that would not be beneficial to me (laughs) and if you've read this account before you know that that was a bad decision because anywhere god guides you he will also provide for you As they say, if it is his will, it is his bill. He will take care of you. He would not have told Lot to go up into the mountain, except he had some angels or other people there to protect him to get to the safe place. Are you hearing? You got to trust God. Tell your neighbor, you got to trust him. You got to learn to trust him sooner or later. You got to learn to trust him. You got to learn to trust him. You got to learn to trust him. You're going to have to learn to trust him. He said, I can't go up there at least something happened to me and I die. He said, Behold, now this uh this city is near to flee unto. And it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Uh it is not, is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Let me go to that little city over there. How about that? I'll, I'll live. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. But listen, the instruction of the angels was don't look back. Lot at this moment is beginning to look back He's afraid, afraid of what? Afraid of someone taking over his life, afraid of losing his life. He's looking back really to Genesis 14 when uh, the kings came and Lot was living in the city and the, and the city was invaded and these invading armies took Lot and all his stuff and all the city along with them and then Abraham had to come with his 300 trained men and, and whip up on those foreign kings and rescue Lot and the entire city. A Lot is now looking back to the last time I took a risk. Last time something bad happened to me. The last time. So I I can't go up in the mountain because I'm thinking about what happened to me the last time. I didn't like it when people invaded my home and took all of my stuff. And so he's looking at his past experiences and he's also hearing the word of God, but he's letting his past influence his future. Don't let your past influence your future. And because of his past experience, he heard the word of God and said, I'm not going to do that. And so he said, let me go to this small city. And look what the angel said. And angel said to him, and he said, "See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I have, uh, that I will not overthrow this city. This city was also supposed to be destroyed. Do you understand that?" Lot like, said, so "Let me go over there." The city was also supposed to destroy. Verse twenty-two. He said, um, "Haste, escape thither. Go, go ahead and go there. I cannot do anything till thou be come hither. Till you get over there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zora, and Zora means insignificant. It means insignificant or place of insignificance. Now, understand something. God was wanting to take Abraham to a higher place, higher place in life." But he said, I cannot go to a higher place. That's too hard. Let me go. Let me set up for something that is insignificant. Let me sort of, let me set up for something that is insignificant. I will stay here in insignificance because the other way is too hard for me. And how many of us are saying that as well? Lord I would do what you, what you commanded me to do I would go where you want me to go But it's too hard It's too risky It's too much of a challenge So let me just stay in insignificance Let me live in insignificance All the days of my life Are you understanding? I can't do that Why? Because I believe something I believe that there's greatness in me And you can't do that Because of the greatness of God That is on the inside of you Greatness cannot live in insignificance. Greatness must arise. You must believe that there is greatness on the inside of you, that God has a great plan and a great future for you, or else you will settle for insignificance. Insignificance. What does that mean? Insignificance. That would mean if you die, no one would really knew that you lived. That means that you wouldn't, you would, you would have, um, Left this life and you didn't leave a mark. No impression on anyone. One man once said, uh, if you, if you want to know how significant your church is to a community. If you want to know how significant it is. If it shuts down tomorrow, will anyone grieve? Will anyone grieve? If you shut down tomorrow, will anyone grieve? Will anyone miss your place? If things can just go on without you, if it can just go on without you and no one even notice, then you're living in Zohar in insignificance. And that is not God's best for you. There are greater things on the inside of you. There's greatness in you. God has a plan and a future for you. And we've got to set the direction and move forward. Are you hearing? Let's go ahead and finish up. Then the sun was risen, verse 23. Then the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and and upon Gomorrah um, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and and all the inhabitants of the cities that uh, that they which... Drew rather and that which grew upon the ground, but say, but, but But his wife, this is lots wife. The only place she is mentioned in scripture, but his wife looked back, look back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Now here's another strike against lot. Because if he'd agreed to go into the mountains or the hard place like he's supposed to, I don't believe his wife would have looked back. They went to a lower place, Zora, a little bit lower or on the same level as Sodom and Gomorrah. And as she was on the same level, what was on her level called her back, and she began to look back to where she was and where she had been. But when you're going higher with God and you're leaving some things behind you, you know, those things are beneath you now. It doesn't even require my time or attention. I, didn't, I don't even want to think about that anymore. I've been there, I've done that, and I'm looking to a higher place now. So here again, Lot sins against his wife. You're supposed to be leading this family to a higher place, but you're leading us to the same level as the filth that we came out of. Where are you leading our family, Lot? Where are you leading our daughters? Where are you leading this family, Lot? Are you hearing what we're saying to you? Lot turns down God's God's, uh, God's uh, advancement plan to go to the mountain, and he says, let's stay on the same level. Let's go to insignificance. I got a problem with that. Every man, every husband needs to be leading his family to a higher place. We may not have all the money all the time But I can bend my knees and talk to God On behalf of my family I can seek his face I can stay before the Lord I can cry out to him To take us to that higher place And I can refuse to go into insignificance Are you hearing me? And what we cry out for Eventually God will bring to you He will not leave my soul in insignificance. He will not leave my soul in the plain. I will arise and go to the place where God has called me. And you will arise and be in that place of God's calling and choosing. Are you with me? So why? So Lot's wife looks back and becomes a pillar of salt. Not just a pile of salt, but a pillar of salt a pillar a column of salt something that is erect it stands a monument that just stands there of people that and this is this is a monument that tells us today that because there are still people there that are still salty looking back to the things of the past and they're stuck right there salt is a preservative and she was preserved right there at that moment at that time just looking back looking back to what to what once was i wonder how many of us are looking back to what once was instead of moving forward in the things of god now let me show you something else because lot this is also very bad against lot you are with your family now grab a hold of this now and you know that destruction is coming you know it not think it you know destruction is coming and you've got your family with you lots here he has his two daughters now his daughters are not little girls they're uh, they're old enough to get married and so in Bible times they're probably between 13 and, and 17 years of age somewhere in that area there so they can walk along them along themselves and they come out the city and we know that Lot's saying oh I don't want to go up he's trying to bargain with the angels like some crazy ma'am no 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 what should have happened is honey I got your hand you got little Susie's hand I got little Jenny Janey's hand and let's go let's go let's go let's go let's Let's get out of here and you know somebody always chips and falls oh that's all right baby come on come on come on let's get out of here are you hearing there's danger the angel said run for your life but what do we see here look at that verse very well he said but his wife looked back from behind him oh my God. what she's back there he's up here I wonder where the daughters were no 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 baby where are you you, you here honey honey wait come on grab you you there come on you wouldn't have gotten out my table. My wife would not have gotten out of my hand. If I had to handcuff her, you're not going anywhere. Amen. Handcuff the children. Handcuff Jazz. Handcuff Nick. Let's go. Let's go. We're getting up out of here. Amen. So Lot is for himself. He is for himself. Amen. Going into the place of insignificance. He leaves his wife behind. Probably daughters behind too. And he goes to a place of insignificance. What kind of man leaves his family behind, leaves his wife behind? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. you with me? Yes. Yes. Let's go a little bit further. And Abraham got up early in the morning and, and uh, he sees the destruction there. Let's go to verse 29. And it came to pass when uh, when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham. Now, you go back into chapter 18 for more of that, but I'm not going to go into that today. He remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow or out of the midst of the the destruction when he overthrew the cities uh, in the which Lot dwelled. That is, God remembered the promise he made to Abraham. He remembered his covenant with Abraham and he thought about Lot and thought he need to get Lot out of there. God being merciful once again is about to deliver Lot out of of insignificance. But there's something while Lot was something was happening in Lot's life while he was in Zoar. Verse 30 says, And uh, Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain. Oh, thank God. Now he's going in the right place. And dwelt in the mountain and his two daughters with him. Why? Why is that Lot? Why are you moving? For he was Rather, for he feared to dwell in Zoar. He didn't leave. Rather, the only reason he left because he was afraid. Afraid, and you should have been afraid being in insignificance. He says, uh, he dwelt, rather, yeah, um, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. Now it's going to get kind of crazy, even more so. Verse 31 says, And the firstborn said uh, to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us know. I'm saying this now. Come, let us know our father. You can read the rest of it later. They were about to commit another act. Incest which was which they picked up, I'm sure, from Sodom and Gomorrah. So they're also, in a sense, looking back. So they're about to commit an act of incest with their father, and they both become pregnant. Now, that would not have happened if mama was there. Are you hearing me? but because Lot chose to live in insignificance mama turned so mama was not there when the oldest had a bright idea they thought that all the people of the earth were destroyed all the men of the earth were destroyed there's nobody else on the whole planet that's just us that's just us so we gotta do what we gotta do perversion which came from the city of Sodom and Gomorrah They look back to their roots. The angel said, don't look back. Don't look back. But they did that and became pregnant. And other stuff began to happen. What are we saying today? What direction are you going? The direction that God takes you may not be the most comfortable one. It may be extremely challenging. But don't ignore it. It may be extremely challenging going back to school if God is saying go to school. It may be extremely challenging going to this place or that place. I'm not sure what the Lord is calling you to do, but follow his direction. Set a direction. Set a plan. Write it down. Write it down. Don't let anyone or anything hinder you, I'm telling you. Because just as it was uh, a matter of life and death for lot, it is also a matter of life and death for you and your family as well. Don't think that it is not. Just as destruction came upon Sodom and Gomorrah, we're going to see some sort of judgment happen in this world. And we can escape it as well as we heed to the voice of the Lord. Just because this world is in an an economic upheaval and people are out there crying. They can't get this. They can't get that. That does not need to happen to you. And it doesn't supposed to happen to you. In the, land, in the land of famine, the people of God ought to be flourishing and, thr- and, just, and just thriving. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Are you hearing? Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You. It's time to set a d- destination. It's time to set a direction. It's time to set Jesus. a course. Hallelujah, Lord. I implore you. Jesus. I beg you. Jesus. Write it down. Jesus. Write it down. Because how can you go anywhere Jesus. in your life? Except you first set a direction. How can you go anywhere except you set a destination? All we will be doing is wishful thinking. Well, one day we're going to do this. Well, one day we're going to do that. Well, one day, one day, one day, one day. You should be speaking the same language. Husbands, wives should be speaking the same language. We know where we're going. We know where we're going. We're speaking the same language. We know what's going to happen. We know know what we're believing God for. We have set a destination. Hallelujah. He said, well, I don't have the money. Set the plans. Make the plans. And then seek the Lord to fund those plans. And I'm telling you, as he leads you, he'll provide everything that you need. Everything that you need. I pray you've heard the
0: word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m., And Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.